Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dear Red podcast. My voice is a little rough this week, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about about why. So this last weekend I went camping with my family for our annual camping trip and it was so relaxing and exactly what I needed. And then I came back and straight away I had my sister's bachelorette party. And that brings me to the fact that I am doing this laying in bed. (laughs) Usually I will be all in my setup, but I just plugged in my microphone and I am laying down. (laughs) It ended last night. Well, it ended this morning. And it was a great time. It was so much fun. It was great to be able to celebrate her. And during COVID, as you can imagine, it's been pretty hard on all the brides out there. So it was fun to be able to have a fun moment during all of this. But now that I'm laying here in bed, I'm starting to think this is this is kind of nice. Maybe I should just record every episode like this. I'm feeling pretty cozy. So we'll see how this goes. So this week we are again going to get into a couple of questions and I'm really excited you guys wrote in and it just makes me so happy every single time I see that someone wrote in and is supporting and wanting my advice, I guess, or wanting to contribute. And it's really great. So thank you to everyone who has been writing in and supporting this podcast. Okay, so since I just got back and finished with my sister's bachelorette party, it was my first bachelorette party that I'd ever been to. And just from what we experienced, I can only imagine that there's probably some pretty crazy stories out there. So if you have any funny or crazy bachelorette stories, write them into me. I would love to hear them and share them. And I just think it'd be hilarious to hear what you guys have gone through or bachelor parties. I feel like bachelor parties might also get a little wild, but or very wild. What am I saying? So yeah, bachelor, bachelorette parties, any crazy stories, write them in. Let me know. I would love to hear them. So um, if my voice is a little raspy, you know why it's from, <laughs> it's from the bachelorette party, so excuse me on this episode. But let's get in to our first question. Dear Red, I have recently started seeing a new guy this summer and we immediately hit it off. Our first date was so much fun and he seemed to enjoy himself as well. He asked me on a second date right away, which was such a great sign. Unfortunately, our schedules never seemed to line up, so it took a whole month before we were able to have a second date. Now I'm all about knowing my worth, so this long wait for a second date raised my eyebrows, but I didn't want to cut him off without a second chance. So the time came and our second date was also amazing. I did mention to him that I never want to wait a whole month without seeing him again. We only live 30 minutes from each other. And he thought the same thing. I even brought up that we could do a week date night instead of always waiting for the weekends. Fast forward a week later and we have our third date. Yay for only waiting one week between dates. Although this is an improvement, I still feel the need to spend more. I still feel the need for more time spent together. I see on his Instagram stories that after work on the weekdays, he's at the beach, riding bikes or going for hikes. I find myself annoyed that he seems to have time for all these fun activities, but can only see me once a week, if I'm lucky. I told him quality time is important to me, but I'm not sure if he realizes that quality time means more than once a week for me. I feel like maybe I am a little needy or clingy for wanting to hang out with him more considering we've only had three dates. 
He has yet to bring up a week date night and we've just relied on being free on the weekends. I feel like I've expressed my feelings appropriately for only being three dates, but I still wish he wanted to see me as much as I want to see him. I have asked him a couple times already if he feels like he is too busy to be seeing someone at the moment. Both times he reassured me that he has the time and is excited about future dates together. Do I cut him off or do I wait it out? I really like him and we have so much fun together, but I am also looking for a partner that can meet my needs. It is early on and I understand that, but I am also not wanting to waste my time. Thanks for taking the time to read this probably too long of an email and thanks for the advice in advance. Sincerely, Stage 5 Clinger. Okay, I am going to approach this with love and lightly. I'm going to be honest. And my first thought was that he could also be seeing other people. I feel like that's very common. And a lot of times when people are dating, they're dating multiple people to find the person that they want to actually date and focus on and take a step further with. So I just have a feeling he might be seeing other people, which whether that's okay with you or not, um, you might want to have that discussion with him because you might have two different, completely different expectations of what's going on. And it's just always good to communicate that. So find out if he only has time for you or if he's making time for other people, which I think is fine. I think it's totally fine to be dating multiple people as long as you're clear and communicating that. And making sure the person really knows that you don't, like what, you're clear about what you want and what you don't want and what you're doing at the current moment. And maybe eventually what you want your end goal to be in in dating. And I think we all know by now, if someone wants to see you, they will see you. And I'm not saying that this guy doesn't want to see you. I'm sure it sounds like he's super into you. So he probably does want to see you. But there's kind of this rhythm in the beginning of of dates and you don't want to seem too like desperate in the beginning and I'm not saying you're being desperate I think you're being upfront about how excited you are about him which I think is amazing but you could be a little bit more coy about it you know you said that you see him on social media doing all these things after work and I think that's great don't you want a guy or a partner to have hobbies and like do things you don't want him sitting around doing nothing all the time sitting on his ass he's out there doing awesome things I think that's great and I think that on the flip side he probably would like a partner who does the same thing and is has hobbies and activities that they like to do and they don't just sit around all the time so sometimes when you say like I'm free whenever I'm free I can do this time I can do this time sometimes it comes off that you don't have anything else going on And I'm not saying that you don't, but it can come off like that sometimes. And him having all these activities are great, but that doesn't mean he needs to share them with you necessarily. And if you keep dating and he really likes you and you guys take it a step further, then for sure he'll probably start spending those, he'll start sharing those activities with you. But I also think that it's so important to have things that you do by yourself even when you are dating or even when you are in a relationship I think it's so important to have things that you do by yourself and just because he's maybe available and he's doing these activities maybe he needs that time for himself or with his friends because he's had a long day at work or 
whatever it is. He needs to do all these things to be his best self for you and for getting to know someone and putting his best foot forward. And I think it's really, really, really important to talk about not rushing things. And I'm not saying you're rushing things, but it's so common when you get so excited when you start dating people to want to do everything with them, to see them all the time, to do all these things. But if you start dating this person long term, there's not going to be this fun, exciting part that's going to die. That happens in every relationship. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That's just what happens. And so you want to live as long as you can in this beginning, exciting stage. The more that you, you know, kind of drag this time out, the longer the fun, exciting part will last. And that's what you want um, for a long-term relationship to be happy. You want to be able to enjoy this moment and not rush into things. And if this is the person that you're going to be with in a long-term relationship, you have forever. So what's the rush? I think it's good to remind yourself of that and to make sure that this is 100% what you want. Because if you rush into something because you're caught up in how much fun you have with him and all of that, you might not pick up on the other things that you really want or need in a partner. And the next thing you know, you've spent all this time with someone that you're not even sure if you want to be with. So I would just say slow down, enjoy the ride, enjoy this time, enjoy this period of dating. It is the absolute best and it's the absolute worst. Well, it's not the worst, but it's just everyone is misses this part of dating when they get into long-term relationships and everyone is always jealous of people who get to date and have this fun beginning stage of not knowing and when am I going to see them next and it's just fun so just have fun and I know that you said that well you mentioned quality time being super important to you and I'm kind of curious if you guys had the love language um, talk and if you asked him what his love languages are because it sounds like quality time might be one of your top love languages and I completely agree that's one of mine as well but what it sounds like is you're wanting more time which is not necessarily quality time it sounds like quantity time and the more you have quantity time sometimes that's no longer quality time because right now you're going out on dates you're doing the fun stuff but if you want to see him more than once a week you're probably going to be sitting in his apartment watching Netflix, like not really connecting, not really having quality time. You're just going to have more time, which then takes away the quality time. So, and it's hard to expect people in the beginning of dating to offer up quality time so frequently because it takes a lot out of people to give quality time because they have to give themselves 100%. And you want them to give you 100%. But if he can't do that, then he can't do that. And if he's dating other people, then he's trying to do that with a few other people as well. And so it's definitely hard to to do that multiple times a week, let alone expensive. <laughs> Just saying it's expensive to date. So I don't know how people do it sometimes. You also mentioned about not wanting to waste your time. And I feel like this is a very, very, very common idea about dating is that if things don't work out with someone then it's a waste of time but like what else were you going to be doing did you have someone else lined up you could be dating no probably not 
If you do, then date both of them and figure it out as you go. Let them both know, but you can figure it out that way. But what else would you be doing? You're not going to... It, there's no one else you'd be dating so just enjoy it and don't see it as a waste of time I think we all need to see dating as like a learn it's always a learning experience you always learn something whether it's about yourself or about what you want or what you don't want or even if it's just a funny story there's always a purpose in every interaction you have with people and we need to start seeing it that way and also sometimes you're experiencing yourself in a new way for the first time and that's always beneficial. So do not think you're wasting your time. You are never wasting your time by seeing anyone. Whether it works out or not, there is no time being wasted. So let's check ourselves. Let's not think like that. What I want to know is, have you guys talked about what it is you want and what it is you're looking for and like what your end goals are in dating? Because for some people, Dating is just like dipping their toe back in the water and they're not necessarily ready for a relationship. But for some people, you're ready. And it sounds like you might be ready. And maybe you've communicated that to him, but you probably need to hear from him what he wants and what he needs and what he's looking for ultimately. And not necessarily with you, but just in dating in general. And like, what is he ready for and what's he not ready for? And it doesn't need to be a super intense, serious conversation. It can be lighthearted, but I definitely definitely think it's a conversation that you two need to have because it doesn't sound like you've had it and maybe he wants different things right now or maybe the type of relationship he's looking for isn't as serious in this exact moment in time but it could get there I love the self-awareness you are so self-aware and you're aware that you might be acting like a certain way and you might be clingy but you're aware and that's good and it's being clinging isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just more of making sure both sides are on the same page, it seems like. And you're doing a great job at communicating this early on. A lot of people don't do that. So just keep doing that. Keep communicating. Keep asking questions about him. Sometimes I think we get afraid to ask certain questions because we're afraid of the answers. So my advice, you guys, my voice is rough. So I'm sorry. This is probably not the most relaxing podcast to listen to right now. Okay. But my advice is just to wait it out. Go on a couple more dates. Ask these questions. Get a feel for what he really wants. To be honest, it's not going to be that much longer before you find out if you guys are on the same page or not and what he wants and if it's the same of what you want and if this guy can even give you what you want. But, But I just hope that what you take away is that in any relationship you enter to or anyone you start dating maybe pump the brakes a little bit this guy knows you're into him and there's only this beginning stages for so long and you really want to make it last for the sake of a future relationship honestly and just enjoy it enjoy dating I know it's it sucks and like the games and everything but just think of it as fun and just try to keep this momentum going and it sounds like he's interested and so you don't need to worry about that but I'm super interested so you should write in and tell me what happens I'm super curious and like I said you're going to find out soon whether or not this is going to go any farther people don't date for months and months and months well I take it back people do date for months and months and months 
and still don't have answers. So, <laughs> But it sounds like you're asking all the right questions. So just keep asking them and it's all going to be okay. But you're not wasting your time at all. And he's he sounds like a great guy. He's got all these hobbies. This is awesome. So just embrace the fact that he is such a well-rounded person that he has all these activities and things going on and that he's not sitting on his ass. So good luck. Okay, so now we are going to get into the next question. Dear Red, I grew up with a single mom who always worked because she had to in order to raise us. She had a work ethic that really rubbed off on a work ethic that really rubbed off on us, and I respect her for doing what had to be done to survive. However, due to this and other factors, I've always had a complicated relationship with my mom. And I feel like I only started getting to know her as a real human, lol, in the college, post-college years of my life. She's a pretty anxious, pessimistic person and is sometimes hard to deal with. But lately, I've been finding myself interested in strengthening the relationship but not entirely sure where to begin. This is long-winded, but for some background, she doesn't have any friends that she spends time with. She's sworn off dating since my dad. My older sister just moved in with her and our dialogue isn't very open. In other words, she seems to have the same core beliefs, but is a lot more conservative. Sex-wise, alcohol-wise, spontaneous, life goal-wise, but not politics. Then me. And I don't always feel comfortable sharing with her, so I find myself pretty quiet or frustrated in her presence. I'm learning we are very different people and just want to figure out how, regardless of this, we could become closer and have a stronger, more open relationship. Do you have any experience with this and would you suggest and what would you suggest as a first step or two? Sincerely, where you at, mama? So first of all, I just want to shout out to any single parents out there. I think raising kids is probably one of the hardest things you can do. And doing it on your own is very difficult. So shout out to your mom and to all the moms and dads out there who are doing it on their own. Everyone in their 20s, I think, is kind of dealing with this because, you know, we start to reflect back on our childhoods and what we went through or what made us us or certain things about us like we really start to self-reflect and figure out why we are the way we are and most things are because of our childhood and how we were raised so I think everyone goes through this and especially this relationship with your parents I think that there is a very strange expectation for mothers and daughters to be best friends which I don't necessarily agree with your mother is your mother she doesn't need to be your best friend and sometimes when you see your friends or people you know who have that kind of relationship with their mother it it feels like you should have that as well but I don't think you need to I think your mom will always be your mom and it can stay that way there's a whole other stage in your 20s when you're like post-grad like you were saying and you're kind of figuring out this new relationship with your parents because they've always you know told you what to do they've always you know maybe financially supported you or whatever it is they've they've played that role but now you're you've grown into your own person and they kind of have to take a step back and I think for a lot of parents that's really challenging especially probably for your mom because she sounds like she always had to keep it together she always had to do the right thing she always had to be on top of it because she needed to make sure she raised kids that were going to be okay and it's extra hard when you're doing it on your own and maybe she felt constantly worried about that I would say for me it was definitely it was fun 
to be older and to have that new relationship with my parents. But it's definitely very different and there's definitely a different approach to it. And it can be really tricky, I think. What you said about getting to know your mom as a real person is so real. I feel like we all go through that with our parents because as you get older, it's like, oh, you you were human. You were my age. You did go through this. You do understand like all these things. Whereas when we're teenagers, we just think that there's no way that they could ever understand what we're going through. But it's like, oh, they've had a whole life and they're a real person. And I think a really big part of maybe talking to her and getting closer with her is who was your mom before you and before your dad? What were her hopes and dreams? And obviously she had you and she needed to make that a priority, especially because she was doing it by herself after a while. So, but she was that, she was someone totally different and asking questions and being interested in who she was before because sure she's not that person now but that person's still inside of her in a way and so I would ask questions about that you can probably also ask her like since you said your sister moved in with her you know talk to her about how that's been going stuff like that I'm not sure if it's you're having a hard time just talking to her about anything or if it's connecting but sometimes sometimes parents have to like let their guard down and This might sound really silly, but something that um, my sister and I did that kind of opened up those doors in a way is we played Cards Against Humanity with our parents. And it's kind of like a, a raunchy, very adult game. And if you play that with her, like, it's just funny and it's something you can and seeing that you're comfortable to laugh about it in front of her and do all that and she might feel more comfortable to to open up in that way I don't know that definitely I think is a fun way to interact with your parents and play those kind of fun silly games sometimes it's like as a kid you pretend you don't know certain things because you don't want your parents to know that you know certain things but once you're an adult it's like yeah I know what this is and it's not a big deal and we can joke about it and then it kind of lightens the air up a little bit and it's not so awkward because things can just be awkward she probably also feels like she still needs to be strict so that you end up on this, the right path or so you don't slip up because parents always think that you could slip up at any time. My parents are the same way. They trust me. I'm, I'm doing my own thing, but they, they're never just going to 100% stop trying to influence me because they know that at any moment someone could slip up. And, and, you know, choose the wrong path. There's always wrong paths to choose. So parents are always going to be a little bit more strict. They're not going to be your best friends and all of that. And I don't know if you've done any of this already, but I think having an open relationship with her starts with you leading by example and being open with her about things and kind of bringing up things that might be uncomfortable And even if she doesn't necessarily answer the way you want her to, I think it's fine. I think it'll mean the world to her that you would even bring up certain topics to her in general. With my parents in casual conversations, if we're talking about a drug epidemic or whatever it is, I'll be like, oh, did you ever do cocaine? (laughs) Or I'll be like, oh, oh, did you ever do this? Oh, have you ever done that? And just kind of like bringing it up. And just asking. 
And that's kind of a really great way to get to know your parents. And then they'll tell you stories or they'll tell you why they didn't do something. And you learn a lot by doing that. And it's kind of scary at first. But then if you do it in casual conversations, it's, it's really no big deal. You need to be the one to show her that you're not uncomfortable talking about certain things. So she shouldn't be uncomfortable talking about them with you either. Answering this question is actually really hard and challenging for me because everyone's situation is so different and unique with their parents. There's this change in relationship with your parents and you have to kind of relearn each other and re-get to know each other. And it can be really awkward and uncomfortable, but if you keep at it, it's going to work out in the, in the end. It's all going to be fine. And I think it's great that you want to make things better. But I also wouldn't too, put too much pressure on yourself. She's she's always going to be there and you're always going to be there for her too. And maybe she still needs more years outside of you guys growing up in order to loosen up a little bit. And she's probably starting to realize that her kids are growing up and she has all this time now to do what she wants to do. And she's probably trying to wrap her head around that and relearn herself. She's probably trying to relearn who she is at her core because she no longer has to take care of you guys as much as she did before. You're also never going to get the reaction that you want from your parents about anything. You you always have an idea of what you want them to say or what you want an interaction to be or whatever it is. And it's probably not going to be like that because they're your parents. And so when you share, just doing that with the mindset of you want her to get to know you better. And even though she might not respond in the way that you want her to you're still benefiting benefiting from that with your relationship with your mom I really hope anything I'm saying is helpful and anyone listening to this is taking anything from it because I really feel like I'm talking in circles and I don't have that much clear advice but just know you're not alone and everyone's going through it with their parents in their 20s relearning each other and you'll probably do this a million times again if you ever have kids or if you ever are in a whole other different stage of your life, you relearn yourself and your parents and your siblings and their relationships are always evolving. So it's great that you want to put your energy into bettering that relationship now because it's just going to be like that your entire life. All right, everyone, this is it for our third episode. This is our third episode. Cool. I'm excited to get the ball rolling and things to just keep moving and everyone to keep sending in questions and, you know, participating on polls on Instagram. Make sure you follow Dear Red Podcast on Instagram for any updates and fun questions. And I want to be doing more on there. I've just been so busy. I really picked the worst time to start this podcast, but if I didn't start now, I probably wouldn't have ever done it. So be patient with me, I guess. Um, but also share the podcast. Let me know any feedback you have, anything you'd like me to talk about. And also make sure to write in any questions that you have for me at dearredpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-R-R-E-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. So send in your questions so I have questions to answer. All right. Bye.